Welcome to Learning to Live, where I talk about what I'm currently learning. Come join me in learning how to live a quality life. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. I'm not a medical doctor, and this information is not intended to be taken as medical advice. And in this episode, I may talk about mature topics. Keep that in mind if you have little ears around. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back. So today's topic is going to be on PCOS. So I believe it is um, called polycystic ovary syndrome. It is where, for women, it is where they produce higher levels of testosterone. So it's kind of like a hormone imbalance. It can cause women to completely not have a period or to have irregular periods or really heavy periods, um, even really painful periods. And um, just because you have a period does not mean you're ovulating. There are a lot of um, medical like doctors or just people with a lot of wisdom who have said that actually you do not ovulate. And it is well known that you just because you have a period does not mean you are ovulating. And often it can be something that is misunderstood because most people think if you have a period you must be ovulating. Often with PCOS, there is um, like acne, excess facial hair, or just hair growth in general, hair loss or balding, depression, and even weight gain. Sometimes the testosterone can actually cause a lower voice. Very often, women that have PCOS are deficient or low in progesterone. So I think what I was learning is there is something with the receptors um, with progesterone. And um, I think the bodies have a harder time creating progesterone at that time or with PCOS. And it may not be that way for everyone. And also with PCOS, there's kind of different types of PCOS. Very often it is to do with inflammation, um, insulin resistance, and a few other things. And there are some risk thing um, factors with PCOS, like uterine cancer, um, and like high blood pressure, just overall, like, just because... Um, like some people can think that if their body is acting this way, it's almost like a natural birth control. And actually, it's like just because it's doing that, you won't be able to get pregnant or won't be as likely does not mean that it's actually good for you. Because often hormone imbalances will cause other health problems as well. It is very common to even get endometriosis. Which is kind of like scar tissue in the pelvic floor area, which um, can cause very painful periods as well. Which is also linked to estrogen, estrogen dominance. Not just estrogen alone, but estrogen dominance. So too much estrogen, which is very common nowadays with like um, 
toxins and a lot of like plastics and stuff we can get an estrogen um, build up like with excess estrogen so specifically if you have bad gut health your body won't be able to eliminate the excess estrogen so with the gut that kind of the gut gets rid of the excess estrogen and kind of without um, a good gut health, your body won't be able to get rid of that and then it will just circulate throughout your whole body, causing a lot of other health problems. So estrogen has been linked to like cysts or like tumors or cancer for some situations. Specifically with breast cancer, often a treatment for some people has been um, that they are given estrogen suppressants. So making sure you have, like, make sure you um, just improve your gut health. That can help get rid of the excess estrogen. And if you have sufficient levels of progesterone, that can also help regulate um, the estrogen hormones. I'm not sure if it can regulate other hormones. I thought I read that somewhere, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I have heard people with PCOS do have significantly lower levels of progesterone. Often they have trouble with conceiving or getting pregnant and just infertility in general. And PCOS looks different for everyone. It's in general just kind of like a simplified version of explaining it as a hormone imbalance. So a lot of people when they have PCOS and they're wanting to get pregnant, they are put on progesterone. And I believe they actually need more progesterone than a lot of people. But I'm not quite um, certain on that. I've heard stories of women that are struggling with getting pregnant and struggling with miscarriages that were put on progesterone and were able to get pregnant and able to carry a baby full term. Some people even, um, because they're not able to get help, like I have heard a story of someone who had low progesterone and was diagnosed with it after a first miscarriage, wasn't able to get progesterone until after their third miscarriage. So often they won't do something, depending on where you are, until the third miscarriage or because um, that's the, apparently three miscarriages in certain areas is considered recurrent miscarriages and they won't do anything until then. But it also depends on your doctor. You might get lucky and get a doctor that's willing to look into it sooner and then give you something for it. But then some people will just get over-the-counter progesterone, which isn't always available in certain places. So in Canada, it's not very, it's not available very often without a prescription. But in the U.S., there are over-the-counter progesterone creams. I've heard of the Emerita brand, that like Progest um, progesterone cream. It is kind of marketed for like menopause, but it is helpful for um, many people who have been trying to conceive or for preventing a miscarriage from happening if there is like spotting. And even just to like thicken the lining in the uterus because so what happens often is after ovulation progesterone is supposed to rise and often it doesn't really do that in PCOS. Again PCOS is very different depending on the person. 
But what's supposed to happen is the progesterone is supposed to rise. And what progesterone does is it essentially kind of thickens the lining and therefore helps with implantation. And when progesterone is low, the baby isn't able to properly implant in the uterus and can cause chemical pregnancies, which is like a really early miscarriage. Or in general, if progesterone is low, it can cause miscarriages as well. And another thing I would like to mention is progesterone and cortisol, which is a stress hormone, is very, like, they're very linked. So what happens is if you're really stressed, if you have cortisol in your body and you're really stressed or anxious, what happens is progesterone converts into cortisol. So you have more stress hormones and less progesterone. And it's not really something you want in pregnancy. So often you can hear some people, it's really contradicting. Some people will say if you're really stressed, like you have to decrease your stress if you're pregnant. And some people say it doesn't matter. It really depends on your health and your hormones. And if that is something that, like, if you have a progesterone problem, that is something you're going to want to make sure you have enough of to prevent that from happening. Because that, in that situation, that would cause that. But some people, for the progesterone cream, when they're trying to conceive, when they had a, a few uh, miscarriages before, I heard some people will take a quarter teaspoon roughly five times a day after ovulation and then... Um, then their body is able to be, to prepare for the baby better and that was successful for them and often they take that um, until the first trimester is over. Some people take it further into the second trimester just because they're scared but usually the placenta takes over um, with the progesterone at 12 or 13 weeks so some people usually stop taking progesterone at that time. But I don't really see a harm in taking it longer. But even if you aren't trying to get pregnant, taking progesterone after ovulation is good. And usually what happens with the body is progesterone rises around like after ovulation. And then it drops if you're not pregnant right before your period. And that's kind of what people do even to start a period. So if you don't have a period... So what happened to me is I didn't have a period for almost a year when I was younger, when I was a teenager... And they put me on birth control, so like progesterone, that can be a form of a birth control. And um, it actually started my period back up. So what people can do is put you on progesterone for a while and then stop it, and then that will start up the period. So it kind of sounds contradicting that progesterone can help start a period and also um, help with a pregnancy, but it's the act of um, stopping the progesterone, and it's kind of like thickening the lining, and then you're stopping stopping it, and then that starts the period. But then for a pregnancy, it would just be maintain helping maintain the pregnancy if that's something that you're needing. Some people can go they go on um, like capsules for progesterone as well, and some people. Um, take creams like I was saying and or some people have like prescription creams that they get some people have to like insert creams it's kind of whatever um, you prefer um, 
or what the doctor wants to give you because some absorb differently. The capsules sometimes, they I think work within 30 or so minutes. I'm not sure how fast the creams will work. I've heard that they're pretty quick as well. But I've heard that the capsules have to go through the liver and that can make them less effect, uh, effective. But I think they're still good because if you're not able to have enough progesterone, taking progesterone is really going to help your body. And with PCOS, if you have higher levels of testosterone, they said even slightly higher, that can stop your period. Or like it, even if you have high testosterone, it doesn't mean it's going to, so your body's going to react differently. Some people have higher levels of testosterone and they just have a really messed up cycle and like that little bit can really affect the body. And testosterone is actually supposed to be in your body. Every woman is supposed to have it, but some people have too high. So when the testosterone and insulin is too high, that will convert to the estrogen. And some people then have good amounts of estrogen, but sometimes people have estrogen dominance. And it is very common with PCOS and just in general with actually a lot of women to have estrogen dominance just because of a lot of toxins and everything and getting toxin buildup. And a way of treating PCOS is like doing a detox to get rid of the toxins for a little while and then going on a diet like a Mediterranean diet. And you could also go on like decreasing sugar because that causes a lot of inflammation in the body and also suppresses the immune system for like over 24 hours, I thought. So that's something you don't really want in your body then. And also wheat can cause inflammation too. But I would really recommend starting with sugar, decreasing that because that'll have a lot of bad effects for your body. And for me, sugar is does not include fruit and does not include honey or stevia. I still have those, but I don't eat sugar. At least I try to decrease it and minimize it a lot. I find if I do have it, I get a headache. So I really don't enjoy having it. You also would want to avoid anything that you're allergic to. Allergies often cause inflammation and then you would want to just eliminate those things or at least lessen them but I would really recommend eliminating them if you're allergic to them and some people have to go on like an elimination diet to figure out what is causing the problems what is causing the inflammation but also a gut dysbiosis like a bacterial dysbiosis will cause um, inflammation and just problems with the gut in that way, so that could be a good place to start. Lyme disease also causes hormone imbalances. So for me, I'm very certain it was to do with my Lyme disease. So when I was diagnosed with PCOS, I wasn't actually told I had it until I was um, until a couple years later. And um, I was told my hormones were normal, but my testosterone, I remember, was slightly higher, but I was told that was fine, and I found out now that's actually not. And, yeah, so I didn't have my period for almost a year, and then I was given birth control, and that started up again. 
And then when I did have my period, it was extremely painful, like rolling on the floor painful. And I would actually say it was very close to the pain of a miscarriage for me. There's always a lot of inflammation and Advil barely worked. I never went in about it because it was my normal. But they were very, very regular. They came on the time they were supposed to. There was, they were barely a day late. So some people with PCOS, um, I've heard have like in kind of like inflamed ovaries. So like their ovaries or a ovary is kind of larger and can also cause cysts. So this would be to do with the hormone imbalance, either the estrogen or testosterone being higher. And progesterone does regulate the estrogen and could possibly re regulate other ones. I'm not 100% cer certain on that. But I do know that there are supplements that can help with the hormones. There are deficiencies that cause progesterone to be lower, like vitamin D. Um, I believe vitamin C might play a part. Magnesium regulates hormones, so that one's important. And it also decreases stress, therefore your progesterone levels, it can help with that because you don't, um, because of the progesterone converting to cortisol, um, magnesium helps with the stress and helps you to calm down and stops that vicious cycle. And I believe it can help with increasing progesterone at that time as well then. I've heard some people believe that PCOS is something you have to be stuck with for life. And I'm not sure if I 100% believe that. Because mine was to do with my Lyme disease, I believe. And it's maybe something that like could just be damage or like for some people. Or it could be something that is just slowly being recovered. But I believe hormone imbalances are ultimately caused by something. Some people believe it's hereditary. Um, I'm not certain how um, it's possible. Um, but yeah, so I would really look into fixing that, like doing a diet or a detox. Um, a lot of people do progesterone, like I was saying, and that helps even when they're not trying to conceive. That's really helpful. So some supplements that help with increasing progesterone are... Um, so in a lot of the creams, they have like wild yam and that has been seen to be helpful. Apparently some, it's kind of contradictor, contradicting, like some people will believe that it doesn't do a thing and some people believe it does. And I've let, read a lot of good reviews on certain products that are, that contain wild yam in there and it has really helps people with their progesterone levels. So I'm kind of convinced that it is helpful. Also B vitamins, I believe B6 vitamins are helpful for progesterone, helpful for increasing it, and vitamin C. So some people will increase them um, to help with their progesterone. And also I believe for PCOS some people do black coask. I I believe that's the name. Um, that one I don't know much about, but I've seen it a lot as a natural way of treating PCOS, and I've heard it's very helpful for some people. 
And um, there is like even with the brand of Progesterone Cream from the Emerita brand, they actually have a Progesterone Cream with that black Coesca or Coes, I don't know the name exactly. But they have that in there. Um, even if you like just Google progesterone cream uh, for PCOS, it actually came up when I was searching that. As well as Vitex. So I've heard, it's also called, called Chaste Berry. Um, it helps with regulating cycles and a lot of people go on it when they're trying to conceive. But also it's helpful for PMS and just regulating cycles. So most people say what I've heard, but it would depend on the dosage in each kind that you get because each kind would be different. But what I've heard is some people start with taking one, one capsule on their period, on the start of their period, and then they take that until the 16th day. And on the 16th day, they take two and then they continue that and they keep that um, cycle going because the period is considered the first day of the cycle and then the 16th day of the cycle you take two and so that cycle continues. It's important with Vitex or Chaste Berry to take it on the beginning of your period because if you end up taking it in the middle of a cycle it'll really mess up with your cycles and um, a lot of people I've Red have had messed up cycles and it just could be dependent on the person but I've heard that it's very important to start it on the on your period. When I started taking it one time I actually started a few days into my period and that was totally fine. And also I wanted to mention that when I was told I had PCOS I actually lost a lot of weight. Also my problem with missing my period then my PCOS then was actually dismissed as I was younger and therefore my body was just kind of a little bit crazy but then I found out I had PCOS. So often when you actually have PCOS it can be dismissed when you're younger because of that. A lot of people think it's normal to have your um, periods fluctuating because sometimes that is normal but not always and I think that it is something that we should look into because your body should, like there's a hormone thing and it should be looked into. So my one podcast that I was requested to do on um, hormone imbalances, I talk a little bit more about this in certain ways and it kind of, um, uh, is kind of comes together in a way and like I talk about hormones of course and um, diet and I just go more in depth in certain things that I don't go into this one. So if you want to know a little bit more, you could listen to that one. But it's kind of more specifically towards a high libido. But it's in regards to high testosterone. And yeah, it was more so in regards to that and higher estrogen. So it's very similar in that way. So another thing that um, hormone imbalances can cause is actually joint pain and... I believe headaches, it can cause a lot of health problems. So if you have something wrong and you think it's hormone related, you should get, you can totally get your um, hormones tested, get a blood test done. So often what they do is a certain time of the month they'll get your blood tested. If you're wanting to get progesterone done, it'll be, oh I forget the numbers. 
I believe day three and day 21 of this cycle just to see how the progesterone levels are going. Now some people, um, or yeah, some people say that actually doctors, depending on where you're getting tested, they're, they're, um, what they say is good is different. So sometimes their line of good is actually just a little bit lower and so you could still be kind of low and it says it's normal, but it's really dependent on where you're getting tested. So some people who have said that they got tested and their levels were normal, they actually took a progesterone cream and they actually seen relief from their symptoms. So it can help with PMS. That can be a symptom of low progesterone. Also spotting. Some people spot before their period uh, and then they spot a little bit after and they can spot in between cycles. That is a sign often of low progesterone. Another sign of low progesterone is during a pregnancy is spotting. So sometimes women will spot and then they'll miscarry and that is what happened to me. And even sometimes people have a chemical pregnancy that can be to do with low progesterone as well, which is a really early miscarriage because of the progesterone, how it affects the uterus, like I was saying before. And progesterone can decrease the pain, like with periods, and it does decrease inflammation in, um, in a lot of people who are actually have it low and then they get sufficient levels, they actually notice a decrease in inflammation. So estrogen isn't all that bad. It has its benefits and it's helpful in pregnancy and in cycles and so is testosterone. It is helpful as well. Just too much of something isn't good and too little of something isn't good as well. So estrogen helps with um, yeah, with the cycles in general as well, and and some people who experience dryness, it's actually because of a decrease in estrogen. So like, if they have vaginal dryness, that often is to do with decreased estrogen, and it can help with um, the pH down there as well, and testosterone. I don't fully know the effects, I don't remember them, but I more so know the bad effects of testosterone in um, like increases in increased amounts. I know that more. Some believe that with PCOS, just getting going out and getting some exercise and just losing weight alone will help with balancing the hormones. But I believe that sometimes that is totally helpful, but sometimes the the reason it is happening, like the weight gain is happening, is because of the hormone imbalance. So I don't fully know, like it could be dependent on each person, everyone's different, so the solution might be different for everyone. So PCOS can be difficult to diagnose. Often, like just with um, telling the doctor your symptoms, that is what they often say. and they will want to do a blood test to check and again it really depends on where you're going and what they determine as low or high. You could definitely ask for 
the results and you could deter like you could do your research and see what you believe is normal. And you could look into seeing it sometimes um, if that is what you're needing, then you could do that. Or you could go see a second opinion. But yeah, blood tests can be accurate, but it really depends on where you are for like the amounts for like what they consider high and low. And like in my other episode where I talk about hormone imbalances, I kind of talk about what foods could help with it, like what foods could decrease estrogen and decrease testosterone. And I feel like those foods are actually very similar. So progesterone really helps with anxiety. It helps with calming the body down and helping people sleep. So when you, a lot of people who, there have been like studies done, um, a lot of people who struggle with sleeping, like have insomnia or they're waking up like in the middle of the night and just having a lot of trouble sleeping, they are actually low in progesterone. And that can happen um, when you're getting closer to like menopause and stuff because the hormones um, fluctuate so much and taking progesterone cream could be helpful or going to your doctor and getting your hormones tested and seeing if it's something you need um, just to see what would help you. Sometimes people actually need estrogen. It really depends on your specific needs because PCOS is very different. But from my research, progesterone has been a very common thing for people with PCOS, especially when they're struggling with infertility. They will give progesterone as a fertility treatment option and that has been really helpful for people. And also, I don't know if I mentioned, I probably did, but PCOS does affect like the ability to conceive and the ability to keep a pregnancy. And also, it affects ovulation, so some people won't ovulate because of the testosterone the, um, and all of the hormones being out, ovulation doesn't always occur. And there are times where ovulation like happens, but... I don't know how to specific like um, explain this. Um, so the body will show all the signs of ovulation, but it won't actually release an egg. Therefore, there isn't an ability to be pregnant. I've heard that that's a, another thing that can affect the body, like can be a part of PCOS. Even with having a shorter luteal phase. So I believe like... It would be after ovulation and before your period, that part. So some people will ovulate later, and I believe it's ovulate later, so that luteal phase is shorter. So like, let's say you're ovulating closer to your period, and then if you were to conceive, then there wouldn't be enough time for progesterone to build up before your period, and then you could very likely miscarry in that way. And also some people believe that because of progesterone being low, then um, because if you have low progesterone, you'll often not finish bleeding from the past cycle. So you'll start spotting before your body will start getting rid of that and it will usually be darker. Some people believe because the body's getting rid of blood from the past cycle, that actually can cause a miscarriage as well. 
So there's a lot of things that progesterone can help with. And a lot of people have seen benefits with PCOS in adding progesterone. I wanted to mention with low progesterone in a pregnancy, often people can have an incompetent cervix, which can cause like a later miscarriage. And that is where the cervix is actually shortening too early and causes preterm labor or like a late miscarriage. And um, what progesterone does, it actually strengthens the cervix and um, helps with all of that. So that's another thing that progesterone does. And I'm not sure if I mentioned if endometriosis, um, I know I mentioned it, but I'm not sure if I mentioned how they're like, it is actually difficult to diagnose. Often they'll do a like, almost like a surgery to check to see if you have it. And that's not as fun. And that I believe I said, if I didn't, I'll say now that it's because of excess estrogen in the body. So you can go, like there are supplements you can take for ex estrogen dominance and for getting rid of the excess estrogen. There's also some supplements, uh, I forget who it makes them, but there are supplements, natural ones, for PCOS, so it's for de decreasing testosterone and increasing progesterone and just overall balancing those hormones out. Women's Sense is the brand and they have other ones as well. So they have one, they have a Vitex and that is the one that I was talking about for how much to take um, throughout a cycle is what I was recommended at one point. And it might not be for everyone because everyone is different, but that is what I was told. And they also have this one for PCOS. So they have a lot of hormone balancing ones and I believe there are there is this other lady that has one. I believe her name is Lorne. Um, she has a few of like hormone balancing stuff for estrogen, like dominance as well. And um, I have her name and er, yeah, her name in the description in my other hormone imbalance podcast episode. So you could look at it there if you want to look into that. And yeah, you might have a deficiency that might be affecting this. But yeah, those are things that I've learned that can help PCOS and can affect it. And I hope you guys could learn something from this and that it will help you. And if anything stood out to you in it and that you would like to know more about or if there's something else you'd like to know, you can send me a message. I'll have the link in the description. See you next time. Bye.